listening to Inside Out with Turner and Seth. We saved the th- thank yous till the end last time, Seth. So right up front, thank you, Josh Thane, for your engineering work. We may have some great news about him soon. Thank you to Harris Sully Sullivan for your work online, social media, and Polay Clark for all your finance and investment needs. Robert Polay and the fine folks over at Polay Clark. Dot thank com. you for everything. But I wanted to mention, because we are in Black Mountain, we're in a coffee shop. We're sorry about the background noise, but Seth and I have just met in uh, Asheville, and we will explain later. Go ahead. Or just, just go actually back to the uh, previous episode and listen. We well, not episode. What would you call it? A checking in? A che- yeah, I call it a check-in, but it's the, late, the latest release. And we'll have a couple, few more things to say about it in the, in the uh, outro here. But um, one thing, one of the reasons that Seth and I both love Asheville, besides all the great vistas and things to do speaking hold on a second what's that guy at the guy outside was he was he at fish i don't know he looks upset so maybe so um uh i just want to point out that wncw is a radio station here that is like last of a dying breed a truly well programmed um independent radio station and i'll be listening to it tonight tonight's our big grateful dead night and wednesday because i'm staying in Asheville. seth runs off whoa and uh yeah i like their little they've got uncle dave He's not the best DJ in the world, but he, he does a cool job. He has like an organic... It's called the Dead Zone. Dead Air. Dead Air, right. Dead they air. do the Dead Hour, and then they do a bunch of stuff. They have a little Bob Dylan segment. Um, anyway, Joe Kendrick, the program director, has a show on Osiris. Osiris. Yes. That show is called Southern Songs and Stories. Go to Osiris Pod to find out about it. He's had, uh, he's had John Shane on the show, so I like him already. I've met Joe way, way back in the day. Um... Love to sit down and talk with them some more. But um, they play all kinds of music. And one of the bands that you'll hear only on WNCW, unlikely to hear on, on other radio stations, at least in this part of the country, is Fruition. <sighs> Fruition is a band. I, don't, I wouldn't call them uh, Jamgrass. People call them Jamgrass. I hate when people say that. I wouldn't. That's like saying, honestly, or um, I wouldn't well, because, lie. Because know? they have a bluegrass element to it, but they're more about the songs. They don't really jam out, although they do, they are appealing to What would to you the, call them? Um, oh, good question. I, I would say, could you say trad rock? Like traditional rock and roll played with traditional instruments. Because they rock out. Would you put uh, Billy Strings in that? Or uh, Yes, but I'm still just learning Billy Strings, and man... Am I loving what I'm learning about this guy? But that's another story for another day. Um, Fruition story, though, is an interesting one. And Mimi, uh, is it Mimi or Mimi? I always call her Mimi, but is it Mimi? Um, you call her Mimi because, don't you have someone in your life, Mimi? No. Meme is what you're Meme. Um, Mimi was wonderful. I, I want to say a couple things because they just released a single called Baby Let's Go. They have a four-track EP called Fire. That's just been released. We don't, we still don't have music, so I don't know if we're going to be including that. I would, hopefully, we'll be including that in this. On the rare occasion like this, where we're recording our intro and outro without knowing the music, yeah, we still like, don't have the music. It's so. like Rob's nightmare. Yeah, but whatever. Love this band. They have a bunch of touring going on. Fruitionband.com. Well, I wanted to tell you one thing I noticed about their tour dates. Look where they're going. Right back to Michigan, which is where we interviewed them at the Electric Forest Festival. And, and that's I also to, where Rob went right up front and just did his little tilted head thing and just kind of and a little it. dancing. I did some dancing in the hot sun. I'm 51 year old man. That's how good fruition was. Uh, I think I even I think I lost my shirt at one point. I think they took they got my top oh off. Oh my god! 
but they are wonderful. And this is an EDM heavy festival, and they were holding the audience really well. And I think that it you know kind of demonstrates the broad appeal of this band. And their lyrics of that new song, it was very I don't know. There's one of those songs. Just it, I was going through something at the time, and it definitely was. Uh, Resonating well. Well, you know what? I find that the theme that runs throughout it, these are a lot of breakup songs, but it's not whiny, blame the other person breakup. There's like accountability as well. This this is a breakup. I'll be better from it. I am part of the reason this didn't work out. I wish you well, but I I want you out of my life. But I do wish you well, and I think we'll both be okay and learn from this. That's the overall, but I think the song you're talking about is the one that sounds like a classic right away. Jay wrote that one. I can't think of the title off of it offhand because I've been focusing on Mimi's songs. The new single is one of Mimi's songs, uh, or at least she takes lead vocals. But oh, I'll never sing your name. That's the one. Hey, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trash you. I ain't gonna sing your name. And the thing about fruition is, just like Rob kind of said there, they sound as if they're from the uh, hills of the Appalachian Trail here, but they're not. They're well, I guess. I mean, Mimi's from um, Atlanta, but outside of that, they're a Portland. They're they're West Coast band. With a very East Coast uh, mountain sound. Shout out to Scott Bernstein, our friend over at Jambase. The Jambase podcast did an interview with Mimi, and neither of us knew what the other was going to talk to her about, and we uh, got into different topics. For example, he talked to her a lot about playing with Jack Johnson and stuff like that. So check out the Jambase podcast. Uh, you might want to skip over the beginning. The beginning will be a little dated at this point, but uh, skip to the interview, Mimi. It's about, it's about half hour into the podcast. Check it out. Nice interview. And great work, Scott Bernstein. I was thinking about him when the fish cancellation. He was probably crushed. He was just about to leave to go, and he finds out that it's canceled. Ouch. We'll talk more about that in the outro. For now, here is Mimi Naja. hospitality we are sitting by a house in the background you hear house music and in the house is Mimi Naja hello hello we are hello in the outside the house right now in the outside the house house <laughs> well it's not an house music <laughs> We're speaking out, of bathrooms out of the house oh the world is your outhouse man <laughs> I wish I wish you pronounce your name Mimi Naja so I could do the Bob Weir thing oh god you go, can do it do anyway it go for yeah. it Mimi Naja there we go <laughs> I'll take it 
<laughs> Welcome. Uh, we're getting you at, at a great time in the history of your band because you've made the bold step to bring the rock feel that you have in your live show into your studio presence. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, this this latest record is our time to... Uh, it's been our time to kind of blend in what we've always wanted to do. And it's really fun to be at these fests that are pretty, like, dancey, electronic-focused and be, like, a breath of fresh air with, like, you know, guitars, like, acoustic things. Yes. And, like, vo voices and stuff. Uh, <laughs> we're really psyched to be on the main stage today. Yeah, have, let's talk about that for a second, because yesterday you were in the observatory, which is in the middle of the forest, and today you guys are at 5 o'clock on the main stage. It's How'd that crazy. Happen? I don't know how that happened, but I'm totally here for it. And, uh... This place is magic, though. I'll just say that. But there's there's no bad place to play. But, uh, yeah, I'm frankly a little taken aback that we're on the main stage. But I'm totally here for it. And you're one of the few musicians that will have played three out of the, what, six stages here? Because you, you official stages, I should say. Because last night she sat, uh, she was part of the Everton Orchestra as well, right? Oh, excellent. How'd that go? Yeah, that was a blast. Uh, there walks by Stu from Grizz Live Band. He was there as well playing bass. He's awesome. It was so fun. It was also very hot and very <laughs> late. I couldn't believe how sweaty we all still were at 3.30 in the morning. But uh, it was worth it. A uh, bunch of badass players. I mean, EO is always so fun. And sometimes you, like, trade jams with people before you even, like, introduce yourself with names and handshakes. I really enjoy that. It was really fun. So let's talk about this record. You Did you decide to go in the rock direction and then choose Tucker Martin or was the choice of Tucker Martin and his influence did that push you and by the way if anybody's listening you don't know it's he's worked with My Morning Jack in December so made some incredible records yes. so he has a track record and the new album's called Watching It All Fall Apart is the name of the record um, you know it's weird to say which happened first because like moving in a rock direction wasn't like a it wasn't like a conscious, clear, like timeline decision. It's like it was a natural flow that we've always, we've we've always had rock and roll souls, you know. And like, we weren't like, okay, we've been a folky band and now we're gonna rock out. It's like we always feel like the rock elements have been there, you know. And it's just like slowly introducing the the gear and effects that help us express what we've always had inside, you know. So. So, yeah, did I answer that? <laughs> well, your bandmate, Kellen, was on uh, one of our... We're on uh, Osiris Podcast Network, and Ira, Ira Haberman has a sound podcast, um, and he was a guest on there. It's episode 77. If you're a fan of Russian, you should nice. check it out. Cool. But um, he points out about how you're, there was a lot of layered and textured things, and that a lot of that is, is Tucker and working with him and, and properly because that's something when you're stepping into the more rock area that that's something that can be harder to achieve without sure. someone to guide you sure yeah I mean yeah we learned we played with a lot of toys and learned a lot of things that I have never had access to for sure that like was a bare tongue guitar was, yeah like that was through Tucker for sure but just like you know loud electric guitars and distortion and stuff like we've always like had that in us and like kind of a little bit of scream singing every now and then like, that's always been in us, but yeah, Tucker brought the, like, let's plug this in and let's use these crazy delays and echoes and reverbs and and weird, like, synthesized things, you know, so that we can definitely, uh, we can 
definitely thank Tucker for all of that, but we got rock and roll souls, man. Rock and roll souls, but you also, <laughs> yeah. being a Georgia girl, you've got a, a little Ray Charles influence on you. That that's Oh, that's cool. Thanks, man. But the yeah. Bar- um, yeah, it's funny. I love, like, when I'm picking Mando, someone that doesn't know me, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're from Georgia. That makes sense. And I'm like, no, like... I started playing bluegrass music on a mandolin when I moved out west. Like I, right. I grew up listening to Outkast. You know, like I, it's just funny. Like I'm not, I'm not Appalachian. Like I'm, I'm from Atlanta. You know, <laughs> the, the bar- baritone guitar. As a guitarist, can you pick it up and know how to play it, or is yeah. there a, a learning curve at all? Yeah, you know the 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 note, like the note differences. It's all it's all the same shapes. It's just. It's just like I think a fourth down or something like that. So yeah, you can you can still play it just the same. It's just got that low end sweetness to it. All my friends are gone and the sun is down. Cold and lonely in a northern town. Keep going, but I'm too tired to see. So these barroom walls build a home for me. Cause here to my home is like here to the stars in a northern town in a lonely bar. Why do Say my love, your love 
What's your music knowledge? Did you start? Uh, did you grow up in music? Did you did you learn it a little later? I mean, did you play by ear and now you play by notes? Tell us a little bit I, about uh, that. I grew up with it. Like we had an upright piano in our house, and I can remember that's like some of my earliest childhood memories is like being not tall enough to play, but like reaching above my head to like <laughs> clunk and make noise and be like, "This is cool. I want to figure this out." So I started piano lessons when I was four. I got a guitar when I was eight, so I've been, I've always been doing that. I was a real nerd in school. I would fi- finish my homework and go down to the basement and just, just nerd out. Thank God, now I'm here at Electric yeah. Forest, getting down to house music. <laughs> well, we'll get back to the uh, new album later. I guess we're gonna go into your history first. Um, when did you decide to leave Georgia, and why? Um, I used college to get out, you know, I, I got into Lewis and Clark College out in Portland and I'd never even been to Oregon and had some friends out there and some friends going there and just wanted to try something new at 18, you know, and uh, college didn't last long and I started this band. <laughs> did you, how many of these guys did you meet in college? I mean, they all came from different parts of the country and you all met in Portland, right? I met Kellen first. He, uh, he was uh, mutual friends with some some college buds of mine he went to a different school really close by um he was the first i met and then it just started happening from there but that's a big jump though like what were you what were you running away from to go from one side of the country all the way to the other i mean i wasn't running from anything per se i just wanted to uh you know try my hand at living my own shit you Uh know like well that yeah that's, that's that's a big jump yeah I mean, I feel like it would have been the same if I'd gone, you know, a couple states away. It's like not being under your parents' roof when you're 18 is just, you know, there just so happened to be more miles in between. But miles have never been a thing for me. How about Miles Davis? Oh, he's he's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Portland's a great music scene, but not necessarily for acoustic and traditional music, right? Or is it? There's plenty of, like, folky music there. I'm not really tapped into, like a like, a... Like a strictly like bluegrass world, it just but I'm saying as when you're a mando started. player. I t- when when you're getting started, and that's your proving ground, sort of. You're in Portland; those are your first gigs. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of like coming up, coming up there when I was 18. There was a lot of folky music, a lot of like same same rounders at the same open mics, and then like building little shows together. Like it was it was a strong folky scene for sure. And then, so how does the band start? When does Jay, Co- Jay Cobb come in, and when, is, when does it all start to happen? Uh, 2008. And what did yeah. the, the early... Yeah, and then we just got in Kellen's Ford Explorer and drove around and <laughs> sung as loud as we could on the streets, and 
Made enough money for beer and sometimes food. Actually, you mentioned, there's a mention in your bio about one of your impromptu sessions kind of spurred you on to really work on your harmonies. Do you have any? That was the first, the very first meeting of me and Kellen and Jay. Was That was why we started this band is because we could sing together. Three-part harmonies were just locked and loaded. Like We would just name a song we knew we all knew and nail it. What was some of the common ground? What were some of the artists uh, that you Bob all... Bob Marley. <laughs> Bob Marley and Sublime and the Beatles and just shit that we knew we all knew, you know. Sublime, huh? So you, yeah, you... It's Kellen's a So Cowboy and maybe we're that's all a... the age we are, so... <laughs> maybe, we were talking before about Jam Crew's ideas, but maybe instead of that picking party... It's just a, it's a picking party, but you guys just pick uh, sublime tunes. Oh, dude, we're in. That could be kind of fun. We've yeah. already, we've definitely got a half an hour set ready yeah, without even talking that. about it. <laughs> cool. All right, <laughs> done. You have a Beatle impression. Take don't note. You? What's that? Don't you do Beatle impressions? Oh man, I'm the worst one in the band. The the dudes do a great job. It was funny yesterday. It happens a lot. Uh, yeah, tea times all peace and love, but what you know what comes up a lot is when we're making decisions. It'll be like. It's what George would have wanted. <laughs> I've got the worst one, though. you got to talk to the boys for that. Uh, okay. Take it back to 1964. <laughs> we'll tuck that in the back of our heads. So you guys self-produced right from the start? Before um, the- our first self-titled full-length, um, Nat Keith from Hot Buttered Rum found us uh, uh, at the Casper Inn and was like, these kids got something good. And uh, oh, right So he, he produced the first record, and I'd never been in any sort of recording setting at all, and uh, he really taught us a lot, and grateful to that dude and and since then i mean you guys have been just really been taking uh everyone's been taking you kind of under their wings i mean this last tour uh, in the fall uh, not the last tour, but that tour in the fall with uh green sky taking you to like venues like the tabernacle that must have been pretty pretty neat for you to play the tabernacle oh i've my never God. done that before absolutely amazing with my mom and dad there too like yeah it was amazing yeah we've opened for those guys over a hundred times and like as long as the time and place is right, like, we'll still do that. Like, we don't want to be a support band forever, but, like, when it's with your buds that you believe in and love what they're doing and they're hooking you up with the the, the settings and the venues that, like, you would not have access to yet, it's it's amazing. We're super grateful to Green Sky and the Dusters and Salmon and all these folks. I mean, yeah, it's a family affair. You're crazy uncles, you call them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Vince, if you bring up Sam and Vince Herman, who, by the way, is a subject of one of our, our episodes as well. Oh, Inside I want to check that out for episode sure. Episode 46. When did you first meet him and, and what, what were your first earliest experiences of him? We met Vince at one of our first, maybe our first string summit as, as a band. Um, we were following Bonnie Payne from Elephant Revival around. And we're just obviously enamored by this bit. Like, they're new friends and a new band to us and totally enamored by them. And it's it's the middle of the night, out in the woods, and Bonnie Payne goes, I know where Vince's tent is. Would you guys like to go song bomb him with me? And we're like, <laughs> song bombing. yes, we will follow you anywhere, but particularly for this adventure. And crept up to his tent and she unzipped the door he's got like a big king tent as he should there's an upright bass in his tent he's asleep oh we man just, we just pick up our gear and slowly start singing him dreamy beautiful music <laughs> and he's in his boxers and and shoots upright and just laughs his ass off it was it was a magical moment 
Uh. He believed in us <laughs> right then and there. The song bomb. So I've imagined he sat in with you. I mean, does he come in and just sort of take over? The, and he's never sat in with you guys. Oh no, he has for sure. He he has he legit legit invites and will just waltz up and do his thing, and and we we give it right back to him. Like I do I do the same thing at, at salmon shows when the time is right or when I'm loose enough, without even ne- without needing the invite. Come act a fool, just <laughs> nice. to you know a taste of your own medicine, and he loves that shit. That's I love a, I love that man. <laughs> well, that can that only happens with trad bands, you know. You can't do that with the rock bands or the EDM bands. You know mm. what I mean? Not so far. We'll see. <laughs> but you don't want to. You know what I hear? Uh, Marshmallow. Uh, There's they're setting up a whole thing backstage tonight. Yeah. They brought in a comedian. They're apparently going to roast him. It's going to be roasting Marshmallow. Yes, a roast. Excellent. Mm. I love a good roast. Well, that was a bad joke. Yeah. There's no roast. All right. Yeah. Mar- oh. Roasting marshmallows by the campfire. Yeah, but there's not really going to be a roast for the roast. I know, Come on, we should go over there and roast someone. That would be awesome. Yeah, but it is very sensitive PC times these days. You know, you have to be careful. True. That's why we we just have to go direct, one-on-one roasting. You know, we yeah. don't need to talk about the greater issues. Like, I'll, people, I'll just roast the roaster of the marshmallows. People complain about heavy jokes at a roast. It's like complaining about the meat at a barbecue, but right. whatever. <laughs> hashtag, um, hashtag me, me too. Oh. <laughs> Too soon? Damn. So Always. <laughs> Always too soon. When you were a kid, you wrote a lot of emo poems, you said, right? Um, whoa, did I say that on record? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> I did. <laughs> Is that something you tap into as a songwriter now, or at least in the beginning days? Yeah, it, it's something that, like, I am trying to, like, I mean, I'm not going to try to, like, shush it from my writing, but, yeah, I'd like to branch out from the writing of, like, heartbreak and love and and shit you know it's like i'd like to do a little more like storytelling Mm -hmm. writing but yeah most of my stuff is definitely based in in longing i'd say more than anything yeah emo man (laughs) that's how i cut my teeth well but on that note rob you had an interesting perspective on the song uh that you were just well yeah we're we're kind of jumping around here seth is taking the reins from me and we'll go back to the new album now (laughs) <laughs> oh man, we're everywhere. Bad jokes and scattered interviews. For, Thanks. Seth. I just want to say, please don't take offense that I keep looking over your shoulder, hoping No Name comes walking by again, because I'm gonna fangirl her so hard. Who is No Name? She is a rapper from Chicago that is like so fabulous. And the reason I'm trying to creep on her so hard is because our sets are at the same time today. So you're gonna have to miss her. So I'm gonna have to miss her. I've seen her once before, but uh, wave her over. She'll freestyle for you, dude. I'll give her the mic, dude. Mike, oh man, I'll, I'll that'd be right a dream. Up. Let's yeah, let's manifest some no name. So don't intimidated, worry. we can give her a little mic. Keep looking right Shoot. over my shoulder. Okay. Let me say the one thing because love is written about a lot. It seems to crop up like a weed most every song that's sung. <laughs> yes. Someone said once. Um, but the thing about your songs, not just you, the whole band, and these songs that break up on the new album, is that there's hope in them and that there's some accountability. It's not all you're just uh, you're an asshole. You've ruined my life, like <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah. some accountability. There's there's looking to the future. There's I've learned from this. You're just a particularly Jay song. Yeah. The big one. It's not Europe. Um, what's it called? I'll never sing your name. Yep. It's there's like, Jay right there. Hey man. It's just that <laughs> you're not for me. You know. Yeah. And maybe I'm not for you. But sure. It's just I'm not going to sing your praises. I'm sure someone else might. Right? Is that sure. cognizant or is that just the people you aren't? It comes out. I mean, I don't know. It's all it's all different. But yeah, there's. I'd like to think even in the like. We're done. See you later. Like, we're still, even if we're angry or hurt, you know, we're still nice people at heart. And, like, 
there's no animosity towards this has to be over you know coming up with creative ways to wish you well is uh you know that's the goal i have a song called i wish you well on my solo album i just had to drop that in there concept it's just like i wish you well just not with me you know it's like carry on good luck well, uh, get I, out of my life <laughs> no, i relate to that though it's uh so the other day someone was saying to me they went through a divorce and they're like man you know i was married 10 years and now i look back and i wasted those 10 years and i'm like no 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 no, no. that's you, no way to live you got and so if much you really feel and if you really do feel that way that's on you that's yeah. not that's not their fault well, how much you know, therapy have you, gotta, you gone through to be able to have uh, achieved that, or is that something that you've just naturally achieved? Who me? Yeah, that perspective. Uh, I haven't. I haven't gone through enough therapy. I think everyone needs a therapist. But uh, yeah, I was married eighteen months, and I only feel six of them are ways. So I'm two thirds of the way there. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, it's just uh, it, Rob. On that point, though, the perspective that you're talking about is something that most people don't really achieve on their own. It takes a little bit of coaching uh, to be able to, to to help see the world that way because the world doesn't really present itself in that way right. through media and culture. Right. Well, I've, uh, I've, yeah, I do a lot of self-work. You know, it's like it took a long time to, uh, it took a long time to learn a lot of lessons I needed to learn. And uh, yeah, I feel... Even though I was a little shit for a long time, I still feel like I'm leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of humans at this point, so I can't complain. It's all self-work. I'm a spiritual warrior, man. <laughs> you could tap into the little shit side when you're soloing sometimes, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, throw you a gotta, root yeah, in there. Get, it out, get it out in a healthy way. <laughs> but from listening to your lyrics, I wasn't surprised when Tucker said that you guys put the band first before your own egos when he was working with you, you know, which made the job more fun for him, easier and more rewarding. Yes. So I think... Our band, we're we're in love with each other, you know, and like, I feel I feel spoiled every day, you know, and I, I work hard to make sure that it doesn't become like oh like I need I need this treatment all the time I need to be waited on hand and foot. It's like no, like I believe in myself and in 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 every band member to like deflate that ego a little bit and bring it back down. And you can tell in our live show, like we're we're just head over heels for what each other is doing and that's that's what keeps us strong did you bring northern town to them fully formed or did the band really bring a lot of their personality to it um i brought it fully formed in the chords and the melody and the words and and the structure essentially but the the sonic treatment was a, a full full band affair and your lyrics are very direct on that one and beside you and yeah. Which I know that's a previous record, but do you think moving forward you'd look to for more esoteric thing, or do you think that the more direct thing is going to be your, your heart heartfelt, direct? 
Um, a little bit of both. You know, it's 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 hard. To, songwriting is so shifty to talk about because it can be anything and it can all be good. Um, I want a little bit of both. The direct is strong, but sometimes you want to just paint a picture and then let it mean what it means to someone. You know, that's you the know. thing you're saying that. I'm just thinking, like, how many songs have been written where the meaning was one thing and then the the, the, the way people read it or heard it, it meant something totally different to them? Absolutely. And I think that's what it's all about, you know? Have you ever held the songs till the record came out or do you always road test them there that your fans have heard I them? like that we road test a few and we try to keep a few in the pocket to like keep some excitement for the diehard fruity freaks out there we love you um <laughs> you Would know you ever- we got to keep it exciting for the folks that are just like always there and like can't can't wait like we we gotta yeah we gotta have a balance of the road tested and the in the back pocket ready to premiere you know would you ever do one in the string duster style where they hold them all and then they feel like it completely infuses their live i think that's a great format too um i think we just uh our timeline of dropping records isn't as quick as we would like it to be and we're working on that so i think if we can turn new albums out quicker then that's totally that's totally a possibility sounds like we got to whip terry in some shape (laughs) (laughs) oh he's he's our live man but uh yeah sounds like we got to whip ourselves into shape on cranking out good tunes that's the thing we don't want to just crank it out you don't want to force it but but yeah we are we are we are working harder to to flip albums faster for for our excitement and for and for the fans' sake, but really to keep us stoked too. You know? The new album's been out for about how long? Since February. Okay. Yeah. And it's what, what day is it? Where are we? <laughs> we are now just somewhere shy of the Fourth of July. It's almost just shy of Fourth of July. Saturday You're already writing you in go. the park. No, I'm writing. On, 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 uh, I'm writing originals. Fourth of. They don't want. They've got enough covers. July. Right? Just shy of July. That's good. Thank you. That's, you can have that. Sweet. He, he, he comes up some good I'll, try stuff. To, I'll try to sneak it in somewhere for you. <laughs> Give you props. And a lot of the, the voice of your songs is often the, the subject of the affection is also a woman. Is that is that just because you're writing in a man's voice or, or is that No, it's because I love the ladies. No, um, yeah, for a long time, uh, I, 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 it wasn't fully deliberate decision, but... I, I tried to leave the, the pronouns out of my writing early on just to make things more approachable to everyone. And, uh, well, and because uh, it's a homophobic world out there. But uh, there comes a point where you're just like, I'm not going to stunt my expression, you know. Well, it's refreshing because as much as I love this community, the jam community, two of the things that are underrepresented often are women and homosexuals. And yeah. here's someone representing both. And blacks. Yeah. Hmm? And blacks. Yeah, we could use. And a I more I'm representing queers for sure, but and I'm very proudly doing it. And I've been, I've been stoked to see more and more artists, like pop artists these days, coming out and and proudly doing it. Like Janelle Monae is one I'd like to speak about right now. That's like killing it, a like wide open black female queer proud like pop star. Holding it down, and, and and it's inspiring still for me at 31. But I can only imagine for like the teenage kids out there, like listening to their 99 cent iTunes tracks, and being like, "Check her out. She's black. She's female, and she's queer as hell." And like owning that, like I can be, I can be proudly me, and I think that's really exciting. It's huge because so many people, particularly young people, have a, such a hard time, and they feel like well, they're. 
You Go say ahead. that you say the hard time, but but just just look around this event. Oh, Electric yeah. Force. There's yeah, well, this is unusual. It, but no, I'm but, queer. But I'm here. There's beer. Every, I mean, <laughs> every single social group, you know, every pocket of uh, they have their token gay friend. That's well, a, not the, even. I mean, there that's a complete mixing. And, I, and I wouldn't even say token. It's just okay, it's not, sure. it doesn't even seem to matter. But which it's, is it's such so it's refreshing. Part of it should the, be our goal. It's part of the fabric. And it, and the thing is, that I, I look at my my interns that are in the, you know 21, 22. And I've been in this business for 20 years, and there's a shift in this comfortable zone. Like, it, it, you know, someone being gay is not like this, like, outcast as much as it ever was before. Now yeah, it's much it, more well, acceptable. Well, and I'd like to point out that it's, and it's, it's not explicitly, like, I uh, 100% homosexual. There's a fluidity. There's you know, hope. There's hope, the boys. Word, the word is, it, there's a spectrum, and there's a lot of fluidity in this creative, artsy sexual community like it's it's fluid you know it's like uh it's 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 yeah maybe maybe there's your as you say like your token gay friend but really it's just that a lot more people are being being true and open and and true to themselves in that like maybe your dude friend wants to make out with a dude tonight or smack smack a dude's ass you know and it's like that's it's just fluid and easy and comfortable. Well, it's like weed. You know, it's more it's more socially acceptable now. Yeah, it's like weed, man. <laughs> we should focus on the real evils, not on the things that aren't really <laughs> evil, where there's no victim involved. Well, if, no, I mean, well, focus on thing, violent criminals. No, but that's the thing. It's like let's the the fact that focus was on love. Yeah. And there we try, go. What the hell is like? There we why go. you take something good away? It doesn't matter it, it, if the end result is positive and, and is love, and that's what everyone wants. I mean, you said a couple there we minutes go. ago, music's all about love, and you said there's love in every song. Right. There we go. Why take it away? There, you you brought it on home. That was good. That was good. That's one thing I like. Always struck me about a band like Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. who's playing this aggressive hard rock music, or particularly when they're younger. And now now it's a little more obvious. When they're a young band, they're playing this in your face aggressive tough music. But you could also feel the love in it, and they also were aggressively supporting women's rights totally. right from the start. Totally. So I mean, you can be, you can have the whole spectrum. Like totally, I love it. Based in love, can be anything. But have negative things come your way because of this at all? In this, not yet. Good. <laughs> we're not big enough yet. <laughs> not until this airs. <laughs> the only negative thing is that she had to sit down with us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to new songs, what do you got kicking around? How many are in the repertoire that are new since the record, and how many are coming? Um, it's hard to say. I have a lot of. Uh, Is that Jay? I have a. Uh, it's it's Stu, the bass player from Grizz. He's awesome. Hey, Stu. <laughs> Who's getting a haircut right now? He's at nice. the salon right now. Let's <laughs> just paint this picture here. Big show. We're actually we're sitting here you uh, look across great. from us. Is a pool. <laughs> and, and and then to our left is is a, is a li- literally people getting haircuts outside, and, and to our massage. right is people getting massages. Seth has already signed up for it. And you can I'm sign up. sitting here just thinking, I want all of these things. <laughs> I really want to go to the pool party, but I I have to go load into the main stage pretty soon. <laughs> tough work around here, man. I work at a playground. <laughs> <laughs> now what's the deal? You did some of your strongest material yesterday, so oh, now you're yeah. on the main stage. Part you want to present your best stuff but part in case someone saw you yesterday you want to present something different well we feel lucky that we have a we have a i think that our um our song bank is pretty strong and like it was it was an hour like we're at the place where we can say oh that was only an hour set so we have only an hour again today so you know we definitely held a couple of tunes back that we wanted to save for the main stage and save for some special guests coming Mm. through Oh. Um, but it's yeah, I feel hot, blessed. So it could be a little melted cheese. I feel blessed that uh, 
Yeah, that we have a big enough song bank that we don't feel like we had to fluff anything. And it's cool because you keep things concise. You guys will jam out once in a while, but you keep things concise, but yet you're confident enough in the variety of what you do anyways that you allow the taping. You allow, There's a ton of wonderful video of your live shows on YouTube. Yeah, totally. I mean, was there any second guessing in that? Because you keep things concise, the, the more concise bands take, the more reticent they take things, the more reticent they often can be about being so generous about their live stuff being out there. Yeah, yeah, we, we uh, in the early years, we kind of just knew, like, we're not, we play, we play with all, all these grass bands and jam bands, and we're, we're neither, and in the beginning, it's like, I personally just did, I wasn't in a jam band because I wasn't a good jammer yet, <laughs> and now, like, we can jam, and we will, we will extend things and explore a little bit now, but we always just wanted it to be about the songs first. But do you like deviate? Like you, you do a really nice counterpart guitar on that song. On right, the, I was uh, I was just thinking about that. I'll never sing your yeah, name. That's that what your we're... counterpoint guitar is a big part of that. Does that vary, or is that yeah, got to no, be? No, that riff is that riff. Jay Jay wrote that riff, and we split up split up the work. Gotcha. But that riff doesn't change. But you know, other songs will have sections where we can explore a little more. But that's like a two minute rock song. You know, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna stretch that out. Like that that is the strength of that tune. Is it's we hit it and then we quit it. And I was I was saying earlier um, to Mimi about the her and Jay and the fluidity they have between each other, uh, between that hollow body and the mandolin at times. Yes. It's just he it's kept just hitting me that hollow body. I love the sound of that hollow body. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's if I, I rarely do I suggest a band play the same song two days in a row. <laughs> right. But you got you got to do that one. Oh, and I you love it. Do Northern Town again, right? Uh, we'll see if we we might we might drop a Northern Town today. I think it'd be oh, you nice didn't play out there. Yesterday. No, we didn't. I think we should. I think we will. Well, I think they did it because I listened to it over and over again. <laughs> I was really, I love the album. And I've, Thank I've, you. I mean, all your albums have been really good, but you've got to admit, the new one is a, a whole whole nother level. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's and sick. I mean, it's, thank you. it's brilliant. I mean, I it puts you in, in a whole nother conversation. I think so. And that. It might be why you're want, here. We have want you played that. Electric Forest before? No. No, we're stoked. Yeah, I'm digging it. And who's, who's representing you all? Uh, booking agent and management. Um, Hank Sachs from Partisan. Okay. And uh, Josh Nakotra is our number one hero, dad. Uh, <laughs> Lucky Man Management. He's the best. He's been with us from day one. Oh, okay. Day one of us like actually doing anything. He's uh, he's changed our life. I gotta ask you about this. You know the name William Blake? William Blake. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. And not Wait. only did he interview you, but he wrote a set list for you. Did he not? Wait, where is this? Augusta, I think. He wrote our set list. Oh, and you're you played right. it. You're right. We played it almost to a T. Has any fan? Which was amazing because we were stuck in traffic that day, <laughs> and we were there really late. And uh, You needed it. And we kind of needed it. <laughs> that was pretty badass. Has a fan ever done that, written your set list for you before that? It happens, but it's not always on point like Williams was. Yeah, Rob, the answer is no. You What's that? The answer is no. You can't. No, I would like <laughs> William Blake to get. To oh, get some props. you're trying to write. Hey, man, we'll always we'll always read it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Anders, love an Anders backstory. He sat down with us for a while. Oh, dear. And then he flew all. We flew him to Atlanta. He did one of our live events. He is such a such a great dude. He's, uh, he's a fun interview. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little, little, some experience of honors, whether it be it off stage or on? Oh man, just on the fly like this? Yeah. Oh boy. Well, 
The last time I saw him was at a fish fry at Camp Howdy at Telluride last weekend. Uh huh. Um, that Telluride. was a blast. I'm gonna keep it PG. The last time I saw him, we we were at a fish fry together, land in landlocked Colorado. Camp Howdy had some uh, some uh, some Alaskan goodies shipped out on dry ice overnight, and uh, there we were just munching on giant crab legs in the middle of Colorado <laughs> mountains. So it was great. Uh, that's awesome. I'm going to keep it PG on the Durs stories for now. I just woke up, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do it on our behalf. You can say whatever you like. <laughs> There's no censorship here. Except for he tries to censor my humor, but that's, yeah. How much does your approach when your band member is switching between keyboard and guitar, how does that impact you, or does it not really? Do you have to feel like you have to step up more when he's on piano and or lay back more when he's on guitar? Oh, uh, no, I feel like you always got to step up all the time. Uh, no, we just, whatever the song calls for, we switch. I switch all the time, you know. I'm playing mandolin, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, bongos lately. Oh. And sometimes just, just singing because space is the place and you don't want to just clutter up what's happening, so... Space is the place. Uh, space Colonel, is the place. Colonel Bruce Hampton reference. Indeed. What's your Indeed. familiarity with him? Um, that... It, uh, that I'm very sad that I never got to shake his hand because I wanted him to guess my birthday because I know that he would. I know he would <laughs> nail it. And uh, he was very close to to very close friends of mine, and I never got to meet the dude. But Even growing but up in now Atlanta? I, I like, what's that? Even growing up in Atlanta? I'm, y- I'm young buck, dude. Yeah, like, but come on. You didn't go to, you were, you're young enough that you would have been to like Jake's Toad House or, no. or Brandy House. I no, mean, you man. Must, no. Did you like, listen to I the moved, Dunham's growing up? No, man. The years are flying I moved, by. I moved at 18, you know. Yeah, I, so that's. I was 18 in 2005. Yeah, like, right. that was. Oh, Dunham's are gone. Right. No, yeah, were, uh, oh, my gosh. He's, uh, how the fuck did he get so old? Dunham's got fired and they turtled and went to Florida. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, well, we appreciate your time so much. Thank mm-hmm. you, and we wish you guys all the luck. You guys are fun. I appreciate well, you. I hope to see you uh, at the pool party later. And there she was, right in front of me. And there she was, right in front of me. And there she was, but I was blind to see. Now one staring at the past. was a fun conversation rob i enjoyed that she is she's a delightful delightful person and i like the way we kind of fell into having our own little interview area in the in the, in the artist compound backstage we had to be away from the pool because the pool they have the artist compound they have this pool and it's the center of activity and loud music really good djs free drinks 
Although we we were kind of being low key by the by the third day on the drinks, because um, we were trying to be professional. At least I was during the day. Yeah, absolutely. You were very professional about going and getting me my drink. Thank you, Rob. A uh, big shout out to Railroad Earth for having fruition out. I, I guess Andy Andy Gosling is missing shows again. Um, but Kellen, Mimi, and Jacob all sat in with um, Railroad Earth. We played one of the songs in our little mini episode. One other thing to note, they did Mountain Annie, which is a Fruition song. So not only did Railroad Earth have them out, but they had them out to do one of Fruition's own songs. I, I love that. I love Railroad Earth. Wow. Are you gazing in my eyes? You got nothing to say, Seth? I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm practicing. I no, when someone pauses, that's a good time to talk. Not when they're about to tell a story. I'll tell you, people are like ready to spill their beans, and then Seth is all garrulous. But then you, you leave him a little space, and he's got nothing to say. Do you like that Seth was leaving Curveball, was upset. Kerry Romanoff, big shout-out to him for, for hanging with Seth for a few days, going on to Richmond with him. And then Seth and I wanted to meet, wanted to get a little time, and we said, Asheville. Asheville. Well, I said Blue Ridge Parkway. And the thing about the parkway, the thing about the whole area, though, is like as you look outside right now, you can see like the, um, the, the, the clouds just kind of cutting through the mountain and it's just a very relaxing feel it's surreal when we were up in the mountains and the fog was cutting through and cutting through us and we were all enjoying it and then i said you know we this might be fog we have to drive through on the way back and turned out to be the truth but it wasn't that bad it was only little pockets of scary well it got it got heavy but the thing that's funny about it is you would think that any other given place we would have put on fog but we didn't because of NCW, WNCW. Yeah, uh, that's right. We did. We got we got the heads up on all the weather. We were listening to NCW literally all day. There are little parts where it gets a little staticky, and I put in a CD. But WNCW is the greatest. If you live anywhere near, well, not just Asheville, Greenville, North Carolina, Boone, North Carolina, Charlotte, they have repeaters. They're, they're, it expands wide, and you can listen online too, of course. Well, we don't really know what's going to be coming ahead here, but I think Rob has a couple things he wants to talk about. Uh, well, sure. We have Oza Motley coming up. Um, we will be interviewing Billy Strings soon. Um, we November. Some, we got some time. A bunch of other interviews, some exciting stuff, but we don't want to mention it because then if it doesn't happen, we, we look like tools. So we'd like to look like tools in another way, if possible. I've been told I look like the uh, lead singer from Tool. And where are you headed? Now I'm headed home, and then I'm headed down to St. Pete for the uh, Benefit Auctioneer Summit, which is... Uh, I think about 150 benefit auctioneers uh, from around the country that all get together uh, to, um, you know, to have a summit, to share share war stories, but more importantly, share playbooks, share what's working, and um, talk about different techniques, talk about different uh, trends and things that are happening in the uh, benefit auction world. And what's amazing, again, I bring this up every time, is what works for one works for others, and everyone's willing to share. It's such a different world. And I walk away from these things, you know, networked, you know, which is great, um, which helps with referrals and other things like that. But um, but just learning so much. So it's 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 nice to have some sort of continuing education. All right, folks, as always, if you're listening now, please review us on iTunes. Um, check out the other podcasts on Osiris Pod. If you're a fish fan, and there's a lot of f- f- curveball coverage, HF Pod and... Um, Beyond the Pond mentions it, I'm sure. I wonder if Beyond the Pond can take the announcement and see what that other musicians and other performances, the announcement of the cancellation reminds them of. Ooh, I like where you went there. 
The uh, Osiris Network has a lot going on. Check it out on Osiris Pod. If you're not on the newsletter yet, please sign up at OsirisPod.com. Stay in the loop, as we say. Legion of Osiris Podcast. And with with all of that, uh, I want to just circle back onto the Helping Friendly Podcast. They're doing a 12 Days of Jam right now, so by the time this is released... It'd be right on the heels of Dick, so there'd it's probably about be a couple more. They're just basically going through and pulling... The Colorado history of fish. No, no, just, they're going through just year after year, just a nugs of the fish, not oh, Colorado. I thought it was Colorado-centered, my bad. Oh, well, it's going to be good, whatever it is. They play a lot of music on that show. And I believe there's some other Osiris uh, happenings at Dick's. Uh, I'm not certain of... I'm, I'm still tempted to go, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be a good father and stay home. As I said on Twitter... What did you say? If you're, young, if you're young and you're in the prime of your fish and you're a huge fish fan and you're in the prime of your fish traveling, I'd get to Colorado. I think these shows are going to be something else. They, they definitely are. And, and for those in the, on the East Coast, uh, Huluween's coming up or, and Mempho, both you can sign up at WorkExchangeTeam.com. You know, put in a little helping hand, work in exchange for your ticket, WorkExchangeTeam.com. Again, that's Mempho Music Festival taking place in Memphis and Halloween, which is about to, I think Halloween's going to sell out. That's my gut telling me on that one. And the thing about Halloween is much like, not, I, I wouldn't say to the extent that Electric Forest is a, the, the, the campgrounds is like this paradise, but, but Halloween's pretty cool too. Halloween takes everything you love about Electric Forest and everything you love about the spirit of the Swanee Music Park and puts them together. Right. I mean, Although really. it's not like the sprawling psychedelic wonderland that Electric Forest is, it's well, still pretty damn impressive. And they have art installations that stay there all year yeah. round. In this, in the uh, and they have they bring in big ones. It's very Burning Man esque in that it has a lot of that um, going on there. Maybe I'll go. Last year I, I went. You are going to go. We already set up. interviews. I was broke and I had nowhere. I stayed in a hotel and I already I set up interviews. Huh? I already set us up interviews. You set up interviews? Yeah, I don't Why know. Why do you set up a place to stay for me first and then set up interviews? Because you can sleep anywhere. No. I, like that's bear. me 30 years ago. Oh, okay. I'm 51 years old and cranky. Listen, folks, just give him some bourbon. Uh, we were in a crowded fine. coffee shop. I actually can't hear what he just said. Just give him bourbon. But I'm going to say, screw you, Seth. And I am available for that, but not by your sex. I, I'm available for work, too. I, I may be divorced, but I am still on the same team, Rob. I have not switched teams. I don't know if I'm doing VIP host at the Roxy anymore. Um, I'm, I might the be talking about to do with me being single. Uh, I'm looking for work too. Is, is what I'm saying. Oh. I'd like to get the job and then the girlfriend later. You know, I need the job more. <laughs> well, on that note, folks, thanks so much for listening. And if you have a job for Rob, it's called Job Four R O B Job Four R O B dot com. No, there's no website like that. You you contact me on Twitter R S T N E R or R S T N E R at Gmail. Or contact open a window and shout. Twitter? Contact me at Twitter? What is that? That's not a place to you contact. Can direct, you can direct my message people. You have an email. That's okay, do the email, for. whatever. Seth's just another excuse for Seth being lame on Twitter. Oh, hold on a second. Sorry, Jefferson Waffles tw- tweet, tweeting you that you are not responding to his text. Hey, he's kind of, he's kind of, that is true. One of the, <laughs> Waffle doesn't like Twitter anymore. Sometimes if I don't, if I don't respond to his text. Text he, he tweets. I almost did that. Rob's phone died again. I was on the road. I couldn't get a hold of him. I was like, you know what? I bet if I go on Twitter, I can. It's not that it died. It's that Apple keeps disabling it. It's frustrating as hell. I don't blame know it why. on Apple. I blame it on Metro PCS. <sighs> How come it didn't happen with previous phones then? Had the same service. Didn't happen until this phone. Well, thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> I love making you not be able to talk. Second time this segment. 
Thanks for listening. It's true. We love our listeners. We really, really do appreciate you listening. Support us. Support Osiris in general. Listen support to podcasts. Rob. You can also support Rob. No, just terrestrial radio is passive listening. If you're going to be a podcast listener, God bless you. Welcome. But you got to get active. You got to support. You got to spread the word. You, you know, you got to sing it from the mountaintops. Share on on social media. You know, if you're going to be in the podcast world, be an active listener. So we're going to go ahead and leave you with this track. It could be an exclusive. It could be off the new album. It could be off an old album. At this point, we're not sure where it's from, but probably, we hope you enjoy. Probably Mimi singing. But whatever the case, it's fruition, so it's going to be great. Have a good one. I should be on top of the world, baby. Yeah, I should be on top of the world, baby. I'm under the redwood trees.
And when I get to thinking about it, it just turns to drinking about it over and over again. Oh, why, oh, why do I let myself cry over you? So I won't.